y'all. Do you know what today is? April 6th is National Twinkie Day. It is National Twinkie Day. Hey, Twinkie! <laughs> I want a Twinkie. You cannot touch a Twinkie. That's a big Twinkie. 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 Twinkies. I brought you a Twinkie. But Twinkie? Well, how long would a Twinkie last? Maybe I should eat the Twinkie. I'm a Twinkie. Yeah, he's a mystery wrapped in a Twinkie. You did all this for a Twinkie? Behold the Twinkie. It's showtime. I suppose it is time for a little show. And uh, I guess I'm in the seat, so I, I probably should be running it. 6.02 slash 54 seconds for the morning show. Looking at the weather today on the 6th of April. A mon- or not a Monday, a Wednesday. 42 degrees, mainly cloudy. Today's high is 52. There is a chance for scattered showers later on today. Otherwise, uh, looks like a southwesterly wind coming in 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight drops down to 35 degrees. Mixed precip is possible, otherwise overcast skies. Thursday, 42 degrees. And, you know, again, a mix of precip is likely. And that continues Thursday night as it drops down to 32 degrees. Seeing 47 on Saturday. Aha! There we are. 58 degrees on Sunday under partly cloudy skies. Nope, we don't have time for that because we need to talk about this. Monday, next Monday, could very well be the nicest day of the year. Uh, We'll see. It's a little uh, chance of scattered rain showers, but a high of 63 degrees. Yeah! Oh, that sounds lovely. Well, yesterday, of course, was the big election for all the uh, various counties in the area, and we have some of those results Pretty much all of them, actually, on the news tab at DailyDodge.com. In uh, in Beaver Dam, just kind of going through the school board races here. There were five candidates and four open seats. The uh, top vote-getters were incumbents Chad Preevy with over 1,500 votes. Mary Coons had 1,454. And Maria Mason had 1,220 votes uh, as well as newcomer Isaac Dornfield. He secured uh, 1,336 votes. All those different uh, races for Watertown, Waupon, Columbus, Fall, Render, Fall River, and Randolph are all on the news tab at dailydodge.com. Of course, Ninja is standing by. He'll have a check of all those details, all the various races that occurred, the referendums as well, in Marquezan and Hartford. And we can probably go over those right now. The uh, referendum in Marquezan actually was successful. It was supported by the public to secure $950,000 next year for the next four years to maintain school district programs and operations. However, the Hartford Union High School District was not as fortunate in their effort to get $12 million for an outdoor school facility improvement project. Uh, The tally was 3,291 yes votes compared to 4,469 news so lots of news for today on national twinkie day one of the best desserts probably of all time because it never goes old i know whenever there's a radiation induced apocalypse i know cockroaches and twinkies will be there waiting for me and that's enough to keep me going and carry the spark of humanity some other things happening around uh, the country. DirecTV stuck with its plan to drop one American news network at the end of the day Monday, despite a flurry of threats and legal actions. And now boycott is uh, uh, being attempted against DirecTV. Tiger Woods has said some uh, great news, that he might 
be willing to play in the Masters starting tomorrow. That is one of our trifecta stories. Tiger seems to be very confident. He was very confident, actually, in the press conference, and hopefully hopefully so. I, he seems to be very sure about his golfing abilities. It's the walking. You got 18 holes every day for four days in a row. That is 72 holes worth of walking, and that is quite a bit. Of course, uh, it was over a year ago now that Tiger Woods had that uh, terrible accident in California, has his right leg pretty much stapled in place with pins and bolts, and hopefully he does uh, quite well. But, uh, my man, what a, what, a, what a great story at the same time to see that perseverance. Uh, Albert Pujols announced on Monday that he has filed for divorce from his wife after 22 years of marriage, days after she underwent successful brain surgery to remove a tumor. Ooh. Uh, some other stuff. Eh, there's a little bit here and there. Britney Spears is going to write a memoir, but no publishing date has been given. And Selena Gomez, I don't know how she did this, but she stayed off the internet for four years, and it's helped her mental health, she says. But what what exactly is the internet? Is that all social media? Is that anything streaming? Is that just browsing on Google? I ask a lot of questions because I'm really impressed, but that is great to hear from Selena Gomez. Coming up in a little bit, we'll have uh, some other doodads and other hickeys and things and whatnot. And, uh, yeah... It's another delightful day at the radio station, enjoying... I like to drink before the show. I have a couple drinks before I go on stage. <laughs> Every time people applaud, I'm always going, no, 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 hold on. But alcoholism is a disease, but it's like the only disease that you can get yelled at for having. <laughs> Provocative. <laughs> Damn it, Otto, you're an alcoholic. Damn it, Otto, you have lupus. <laughs> One of those two doesn't sound right. I want to be a race car passenger. Just a guy who bugs the driver. Say, man, can I turn on the radio? You should slow down. Well, we got to keep going in circles. Man, you really like Tide. golf. I'm not good at golf. I never got good. I never got a hole in one, but I did hit a guy. And that's way more satisfying. You're supposed to yell four, but I was too busy mumbling. There ain't no way that's gonna hit him. It's a joyful morning. 6.15 on the 95X Morning Show. And this is a question that kind of shocked me, but apparently Ancestry.com asked uh, some adults if they could recall the first names of their grandparents, all four of them. And only 53% could do it, I believe. Now, if you could name all great all your great-grandparents, that is really difficult. I cannot do that. Only 4% can do that one. Now, people in Boston, which is an old city, it's got a lot of history, they're most likely to know all four of their grandparents' names. 66% said, yeah, they could definitely do it. People in Philly are the least likely to know. Only 26% can name all four of their grandparents' names. Now, two-thirds of people overall say they like to know more about the, their family history and the top five questions that people would like to know about their family 
What region or country did they originally come from? That's a great question. Did they have to overcome any hardships? Most likely, but what were they? Where did their last name came from, and what does it mean, and was it ever changed? That would be really interesting, especially if they had like some German heritage, and a lot of names, of course, changing during World War I, and definitely after World War II. Were they connected to any historical events? Ooh, great question. And finally, stories about your ancestors when they were young, and what their life was like. I know a couple things about my great-great-great-grandparents. Like they were from Norway or something. Their name was Peterson and they might have done a lot of fishing, but that's all I really know. So, I, who knows? Who knows what our grandparents could have done? I did check on Ancestry.com once to see the origin of Rayfelt. And it was like something of people that run with deer. But then I also found that uh, the occupation that Rayfelts were most likely to do back in like the 20th century, turn of the 20th century, uh, were boiler makers. Which sounds kind of fun. I, I don't know what it would entail making a boiler. It's probably a lot of hot work shaping and bending metal. But, uh, you know, I'll take whatever I can get at this point. Because uh, it kind of sounds cool. Eh, not really quite, quite sure. If you don't know what your grandparents' name are, here are some great guesses. Uh, Ethel, Thaddeus, Minerva, Matlock. Any character that's on Bridgerton right now. Newt, Blanche. Uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, or Young, maybe Ebenezer, Gandalf, or Madonna. Those are just some quick hits of uh, what your grandfather or grandmother could possibly be named. There's a lot of different possibilities out there. Well, Ninja's wearing the red bandana today. It was a heated election, and we have the results stewing right now in the Daily Dodge News Center. We're going to get to those full results and stories in just a bit here on 95X, streamingdailydodge.com. News time, 625. We're heading to the Daily Dodge News Studio. Busy night last night with elections. Here's Ninja with more. Two incumbent Dodge County Board Supervisors were unseated yesterday. Donald Hilgendorf was defeated by Jeff Brazlow and Michael Butler bested incumbent Dick Fink. Incumbents winning re-election include Ed Benter, Nancy Cavazanjan, Andrew Johnson, Larry Bischoff, Jeff Kane, Dennis Schmidt, Haley Kenavan and Kevin Burnett. In county board races with no incumbents, the winners were Jody Steger and Paul Conway. On the Beaverdam School Board, the three incumbents were all re-elected along with newcomer Isaac Dornfeld. While Steve Rajewski fell short, in the race for Wapon School Board, Megan Van de Zandy won the Towns of Alto and Trenton seat, while Lori Van Buren was re-elected to the City of Wapon seat. The top vote-getters for Columbus School Board were Martha Rule and incumbent Mike O'Brien. Voters in the Marquesan School District approved a $4 million school funding referendum over four years for operations, while the $12 million facilities referendum in the Hartford Union School District was defeated by a wide margin. And finally, in the city of Juneau, incumbent alderman John Schuster secured another term over challenger Jim Runge. On the Watertown City Council, Fred Smith bested incumbent Cassandra Wagner, while incumbent Bob Wetzel survived a challenge. I'm Justin Wilski reporting from the Daily Dodge News Center. An exciting day at the polls. Yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of races, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of places, and... Uh, 
you know, as we discussed yesterday as we were doing our election coverage, Dodge County, and I don't know if it's unique to Dodge County. I've only lived in so many counties, and I've mm-hmm. only been involved in elections here. Yeah. But uh, we have a lot of cities that straddle county lines. Columbus, you know, obviously is oh, yeah. one. Randolph, Watertown, um, Fall River, Waupun. So yeah, all of those straddling had, in this area. Yeah, exactly. A lot of them had uh, different races that covered multiple counties. So we had to be in contact with, you know, Green Lake County, Washington County, you know, Columbia, all of them, just to get all our information yeah. straight. Because if we based it only on what we got for Dodge County numbers, we would have been wrong in a couple of cases. Yeah, it was tight. Like, I, I couldn't think of like a single name to how one might describe this election because some incumbents stood that the storm and some absolutely some fell like yeah. it was it was kind of over the board you really couldn't find one specific pattern that happened yeah and a lot of the races i mean there were a lot of them that were close um and as uh we heard from uh county clerk karen gibson uh only about 23 percent of uh eligible voters actually turned out to vote um, so about 12 percent. Yeah, about 12,000 out of or 23 percent, about 12,000 out of 50,000 registered voters. 23 percent. Yeah. OK. Which is not really super high. Um, I mean, is that average for this type of a year? Like I a, guess like a midterm year. Uh, the last year that they uh, that she recorded that didn't involve also like a presidential election. Yeah. Um, we had sat closer to about 16,000 voters. Um, so oh, obviously that brings us closer okay. to about 35%, give or take. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, it seemed a little low. Honestly, I think the number should be even higher, personally. Now, are you? would you um, approve, like, mandated voting, like Australia? Uh, I don't know about mandated. Yeah. Because, I mean, you do get a lot of people who maybe don't have an opinion. I mean, one of the things that was being tracked a little bit last night was if there were undervotes or no votes... Or in some cases, people make the mistake and they need to pick three out of five for like maybe school board seats, mm-hmm. and they picked everybody. Right. So, so they just don't count that ballot then. They, well, they don't count that vote on that ballot. The rest of the ballot counts, but that particular voting oh. gets thrown out because they can only pick three. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, it gets kind of interesting when you look at all that. But I don't know about mandated, but I wish there was a lot more participation. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I quoted this uh, last night on air when we were doing our coverage, but uh, my, my late grandfather had two rules when it came to politics. <laughs> Change starts local. Yeah, yep. And if you don't vote, you shouldn't complain. Right. What so, if you disagree with the whole system, though? And it's like, well, the whole system's corrupt. That's why I don't vote. Well, unfortunately, and this is one of those things where the only way to fix it is to get out there and vote and make a change. Get the people in place who can make that fix. Yeah. You can't fix it by not voting, because then you're just going to let the same people get in, and the same people do the same stuff they've always done. Right. So. And if I don't like anybody on the ticket, maybe I should put my name on the ticket. There you go. Maybe you yeah. should run next time. Um, and we did see a lot of faces, a lot of people running, a lot of uh, a lot of mixed bag of people out there, you know, trying to do good. Especially the school boards. I'm glad to see that we are getting people running for school board seats. I mean, those are super important, especially for the education of our children. Um, so great job to everybody who uh, who ran, and uh, congratulations to all the winners. Yeah. I wonder how campaigning is really changing, too, because I saw some pretty good Facebook campaigns, but uh, unless you're online, like, you really don't exist. Like, as a voter, you need to know yeah. what's happening. And I was looking at Daily Dodge, like, okay, so who are who's running for school board in Columbus? And I was able to find that, but I was like, 
there was no details about who they were. Right, and that becomes very, very difficult. I mean, there used to be a time where, you know, back in the day, you'd drive down any city street and you'd see all the signs in the yard. And mm -hmm. if you know who lived at that house, you'd say, oh, well, I kind of align my views with that individual. So if they're thinking they yeah. want to vote for them, maybe I do too. They like the color blue in their house. Right. I like the color blue. So then maybe you stop and talk to your neighbor and say, hey, you have to sign for, you know, John Smith in your yard. What makes John Smith such a great candidate? And conversations were had. Yeah. Um, nowadays, you don't see that nearly as much. Um, I think there's a little bit of a, a disconnect between voters and the candidates, uh, even at a local level sometimes. Yeah. And so you need to rely on sources that are still, you know, trying to ask the questions. So I think Daily Dodge did a great job with community comment. I think Craig Warmbold sat down. He, he reached out to every candidate and every it was amazing. race. It was amazing how many interviews and he did. And gave every one of them the opportunity. Yeah. And some candidates never got back to him even after multiple communications. Mm -hmm. So they missed out on an opportunity to talk with the voters and share their views and get their ideas out there. I don't know whether or not that I haven't looked to see if that affected any of the wins or losses, but I imagine it can't hurt. Right. Be active out there. Great coverage. Thank you so much You're for welcome. staying late and taking down those uh, stories and putting them up on DailyDodge.com. You can also listen back to all those different candidate interviews. If you just wanted to get a taste or maybe just relive a little history, it's all up there waiting for you. Well, the trifecta is coming up in a little bit. It's brought to us, of course, by J&L Tire. But the news was brought to us by our very good friends at Preferred Dental Partners in Beaver Dam, and they are hiring, not hiring, they are, they are accepting new patients right now, Doctors John Borja, Anna Minima, and Megan Aldridge. You can visit them online at pdpdentist.com to learn more. And weather this morning was brought to us by Menards. They are dedicated to service and quality, and they have uh, quite the store in Beaver Dam. Lots of different options, everything from grocery to lighting fixtures to, of course, lumber and outdoor patio furniture and that's just the surface of what they have maybe you need to clean a surface they have various cleaners primers sanders power washers which is the most fun activity one can have with a hose and lots of water pressure i don't know what maybe a water pick would be a close second on that but menards has pretty much everything you need for your spring project ideas menards in beaver dam well the trifecta is coming up in a little bit and jennifer will have the full weather forecast uh, right around 6 45 it's 95x we stream at dailydodge.com if it's interesting interesting entertaining entertaining or extra wacky you're having a psychotic episode that automatically puts me in charge you'll hear it right here it's the morning trifecta from 95x Think it's going to be a good day. We got a synchronized sounder. Let's start off with our first trifecta story brought to us this morning by JL Tire, locations in Johnson Creek and Watertown. The first story is kind of a weird one because it's not really like a it actually is a story. Like it's it's a Washington Post report and it really caught my eye yesterday because it's about this guy cleaning carpets. And the story starts off uh, we're following this guy. He's just dragging a carpet sweeper up a stairs and he's scrubbing rugs for like $20 an hour in Washington, D.C. And this guy, he's 46 years old. His name is Vaughn Smith. And he's, oh, you know, tell me about this stain. And he's working on taking the stains out. And it's strange because 
the people that he's working with are questioning, well, why is there a reporter behind you? And it's because Vaughn has this amazing ability for languages. And they ask him, like, they, you know, they've worked with Vaughn before, but they never knew this. And they, they ask Vaughn, how many languages do you speak? And he says, oh, oh, goodness, I speak about eight fluently. Eight languages? And Vaughn confirms, yes, I speak English, Spanish, Bulgarian, Czech, Portuguese, Romanian, Russian, and Slavic. But he continues, if you go by like different grades of how much conversation I speak, I probably know about 25 more. And it's at this point in the story that Vaughn glances at the reporter and the reporter writes in the stories, well, he is still underselling his ability. By Vaughn's own account, he knows 37 more languages. He speaks at least 24 languages well enough to carry on lengthy conversations. He can also read and write in eight alphabets and scripts. He can tell stories in Italian and Finnish and American Sign Language. He's teaching himself indigenous languages from Mexico. And the quality of his accents in Dutch and Catalan dazzle people from the Netherlands and Spain. It's absolutely amazing. Now, there is a term called a polygot, and it's someone that can speak multiple language languages. But according to this reporter and according to experts, Vaughn would be a hyper polygot because he can speak 11 or more languages, which is incredibly rare. Now, the, the whole story is a little bit longer, but it is just an amazing tale of this, this guy that just cleaning carpets and speaks like 50 different languages. Absolutely amazing and just a great story for a nice leisurely read on a, a gloomy day. It is a Washington Post story, but you can also find it on Reddit, and it's free there, so I recommend that. Our second story just breaking this morning. Ed Sheeran has won a high court copyright battle over his 2017 hit, Shape of You. The judge ruled this morning that the singer-songwriter had not plagiarized the 2015 song, Oh Why, by Sammy Cockery. This had been a... Uh, Maybe not quite a super bitter court case, but it has not been fun for anyone involved. There was talk about similarities between the one bar phrase, O-Y, in The Shape of You, and O-I, in Ed Sheeran's song. And after the court battle, it was determined that nothing had been taken or copyrighted. Legal proceedings were launched in 2018 and resulted in an 11-day trial in London last month. This is not the first copyright story that we've talked about. It will not be the last. Dua Lipa's got quite a few of her own, and uh, we'll see how it goes. And finally, we mentioned earlier that Tiger Woods is, in fact, coming back for the Masters. And I think this surprised pretty much everyone because it was only last November that we had the the photo on Instagram or or wherever it was of Tiger Woods and he was practicing his swing again. And so here's a little bit right now of Tiger Woods. Well, as of right now, I feel like I am going to play. As of right now. My recovery has been good. I've been very excited about how I've recovered each and every day. And that, that's been the, the, the challenge. That's why I came up here and, and tested out for 27 holes. But it's the recovery. You know, how, how am I going to get all the you know, swelling out and recover for the next day? Um, so we've got another day of nine more holes, and uh, then come game time. He was asked in that press conference if uh, if he thinks he can win, and he offered the shortest answer of the entire conference, I do. 
So he's gone and he's taken this, uh, what did he do? I think it was on Sunday. He was with his uh, 13-year-old son, Charlie, and they were stopping and testing out some of the holes. And again, this is 18 holes, four days each. Wait, no, that sounded kind of weird. 18 holes a day for four total days. So you got 72 total holes of golf. It's a lot of walking. It's it's a lot of playing. It's a lot of focus. We're going to see how it goes. But this is probably the biggest story now of the Masters, besides for Phil Nicholas not participating in this year's tournament. Uh, Tiger would be one of the oldest at 45 participating in the Masters this year. And certainly all eyes are looking at him. Well, it's time for the Kick in the Classic, and we're going to get right to it with a song from 1970, I believe. Gosh, I sound so frantic this morning. Take a breath. Born today, 1947, Tony Connor, who was part of the group Hot Chocolate, and they had the 1975 U.S. number three single, You Sexy Thing, but they also had quite a few others like So You Win Again, and uh, of course, we have to play a little sexy thing this morning for the Kickin' the Classic. It is 6.49 on the morning show, and uh, we are also joined with Ninja. Good morning again. Good morning to you, sir, and uh, Jennifer is with us, of course. Good, Good morning. morning, Jennifer. Good morning. So I got to ask you guys, uh, according to a new survey from Ancestry.com, only 53 you know, 47% of Americans know all four first names of their grandparents. No, oh, no problem. You you know yours? Absolutely. Okay. Jennifer? Nope. All right. I mean, it's it's hard. Like, I, I wouldn't really know mine. Yeah, but can be. Um, I don't know my one grandpa's name. I never met him. That can always that make would it be tough. A, yeah. I would know it if my, like, if I was reminded. I just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it was like a really old-fashioned name, like Reginald? Ooh. It was definitely a Polish name, so that's oh. why it's like not on the forefront because yeah. all my grandparents are from Poland. So, but my two grandmothers had the same name. My one grandfather had an easy name, and then, uh, yeah, the other one, I'm fairly certain it was like a difficult Polish name. So it's probably why I don't really remember it. That that makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah. I know. Uh, I got two grandparents, like very old names, Edgar and Virginia. I mean, classic, Ooh. classic right. old names. I'll say my the name Virginia just makes me think of the Tenth Kingdom. <laughs> the Tenth Kingdom? No one's seen it. <gasps> no. It's so seen? good. It's, it was like a mini series. It's not really good. It's just like a cult. It's oh. like one of those cult classics. Essentially, <laughs> it's uh, one of the. It's a was a mini series. I think in like ABC eons ago that had. Um, a girl, like, the main character's name was Virginia, and it's about, like, going from New York City into the, uh, like, fantasy, um, like, uh, fairy tale land, but it's, like, 200 years after Cinderella, and it's just, like, awful. It's just funny. Oh, this sounds really cool, actually. A woman it's and funny. her father get caught in a parallel world where warring trolls, giants, and goblins have fragmented the kingdoms of Snow White, Cinderella, and Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. That sounds really cool. It's not well produced, but it's like seven and a half hours. I have them on DVD. I watch it at least once a year. Oh, it's so great. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I love the like recommendation slash like expectation <laughs> setting. It's not really good, but I watch it once a year. It's fantastic. It's like Yeah. Well it's a know. seven hour movie essentially. Right. But I mean I, if, if anyone watches it, I don't want to be like, Oh my god, it's amazing and then being like 
why did I waste my time? See, I like those yeah. kind of recommendations, though, because that means it's something that it probably has kind of a, a special place in your heart that you got to watch it. And yeah. it makes Absolutely. me go, now I want to put time into it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, if someone likes something like that much, it's like, well, it's probably worth it. There's emotion in it. And that's Absolutely. what matters. I like it. Well, Jennifer, this weather forecast, uh, you know, Sherry was telling me rumors. Oh, we might see 60 degrees on Monday. And I know Monday's still a long ways away, but I did see 63 degrees on Monday and I got excited. But the rest of the week still is not terrible, although it is going to be wet. It is, and it's going to get a little cooler by Friday, but we are going to warm up by the weekend ahead. So today, looking at a few scattered areas of some rain showers here, uh, coming a little later this morning and then into the afternoon hours. Cloudy skies today, highs getting into the low 50s, so we normally should be around about the mid-50s, not far from average. Tonight, slight chance for rain, and then a chance for rain and snow mixing in the overnight hours. Cloudy, low near 35. For your Thursday, a little cooler tomorrow by about 10 degrees, actually. Chance for rain and snow mixing becoming all rain late. Cloudy high, 42 degrees. 40 here for your Friday. Chance for rain and snow mixing, then becoming all rain. Saturday, while partial sunshine developing, high around about 43 degrees. Then on Sunday, finally seeing some sunshine, mostly sunny, high around 52. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vuchitsky. Thank you so much for the weather today and for the recommendation for the 10th Kingdom. You're very welcome. We'll have five random facts in a little bit. Sounds great. Thanks. So that raises an interesting question because everyone has like a show or a movie mm-hmm. that, or even music that's like not great. And like people like, I know it's not good. But I really like it because of this this reason. Right. For me, it has to be, it's terrible, but Babes in Toyland. With okay. A, with a very young Keanu Reeves and a very young Drew Barrymore. And the film itself, like, the set and everything about it, the production design, it's awful. It. I know it's an awful movie, but right. watched, I watched it so often as a kid. And I thought it was so magical that it is, to this day, like, it just has a piece of my heart. Yeah, I'm right there with you. One of them that I can think of uh, that I absolutely love, and I think it's underappreciated, animated film. Uh, we may have talked about it once or twice before. It's called The Last Unicorn. Hmm. It's got a phenomenal cast, um, great music. The entire soundtrack's done by Kenny Loggins, which we oh. all know from Top Gun and Footloose fame. Footloose, of course. Um, so, yeah, just absolutely phenomenal film. And if you look it up on IMDb, it's got an amazing cast. Um I want to say like Mia Farrow's in it, and oh boy, I gotta I gotta bring this up. It's it's absolutely phenomenal for, for Last Unicorn. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Tenth Kingdom has Ed O'Neill's in there and Diane Weist. Oh, Rutger Hauer, nice. Scott Cohen. Oh, so Last oh. Unicorn, um, as far as cast is concerned. Yeah, Jeff Bridges, Mia Farrow, Angela Lansbury, Alan Arkin, oh. Robert Klein, Christopher Lee. Um, I mean, there's there's definitely some some names in this, um, and yeah, the entire soundtrack done by by Kenny Loggins. Art style is is just gorgeous. Whole thing is really really well done. Whole fantasy piece. And it was simultaneously the greatest movie I saw in my childhood and also the scariest. Yeah. So. I felt that way with uh, Disney's Black Cauldron. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it does not get a lot of publicity, but it's it's such a dark movie for Disney. It definitely is. So, yeah, a lot of, a lot of good movies and stuff out there like that. There is, uh, there is quite a bit. Well, today is also hostess day unofficially it's actually twinkie day <laughs> on this day 1931 hostess twinkies went on sale for the very first time 
So I want to put you through kind of a, what's called a gauntlet. Okay. I'm going to give you five Hostess products. I need you to rank them. All right. By the worst to the best. Okay. What are the so five? So here are your five. You got Vanilla Zingers. You got Suzy Q's, Ho-Ho's, Twinkies, of course, and Mini Blueberry Muffins. Those are your five. How do you rank those from worst to best hostess? Oh, boy. So I'm going to go number one for me is going to be the Mini Blueberry Muffins. That's the best one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love Blueberry Muffins. I think they do a really good job with it. Just like everything hostess, they're probably way sweeter than they need to oh, be. That's the best part. But, uh, you know, sometimes you just need that sugar rush. Mm-hmm. Twinkies are going to come in number two. Okay, yeah. Um, and then what were the other three? Susie Q's, Ho-Ho's, and Vanilla Zingers. We're going to go Ho-Ho's, then we're going to go Susie Q's, and then we're going to go with the Vanilla Zingers. Yeah, you did not give really a, a respectable look when I mentioned Vanilla Zingers. <sighs> They're just boring. Is, is that a good way to put it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. They got the cream in there, but that's about it. Yeah, that's... But how are they any different than like a Twinkie? They're basically like a nice Twinkie. With Twinkie, you kind of get that, like, I don't want to say surprise of it being in the middle, but the sponge is different. It's got a different feel to it. Yeah. With the uh, the vanilla zinger, they're... Are the zingers, like, more crumbly? It's a, like It's a denser sponge. Okay. And, I don't know, it just, it doesn't have the squishy, like, spongy softness that you get from a Twinkie. Yeah. Now, if I were to throw, like, snowballs or those orange cupcakes in there those orange filled cupcakes would those uh... i really enjoyed the orange cupcakes okay uh, they probably would have pulled a, a, a third seed on oh really one. really um the snowballs see i'm so torn i like coconut but there's a time where it's too much coconut yeah and i feel like the snowballs they went from being the right amount to let's just load it with coconut they they went so they changed over the years like they had the right amount. Yeah, I feel like they've added more coconut over the years. Like somehow coconut's gotten cheaper or something. Yeah, or huh. I don't know, but it just feels like there's more than, and it's so messy to eat. Yes, yeah, I, I mean, mean, but that's one of the best parts, though, right? Well, yeah, but now that I'm growing a beard, I'm gonna walk around all day with coconut everywhere, and people are gonna be like, "What's well, that's some really what big eat. flakes you got going on there, Ninja? What's happening?" <laughs> You get you a little beard comb. You have a beard comb. I right? do have a beard comb. Well, so then what's the problem? You you wet the beard comb, you get the flakes out, and you're fine. You got coconut breath. Yeah. Everybody wins. I get it, but I don't know. Coconut flavored breath, I think. They should make a coconut flavored toothpaste. That has to be a thing, right? I'm sure it probably is. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I love coconut in you know many different things. Oh. Um one of my favorites that is is kind of an underappreciated item. Um, and I absolutely love them. Uh, they're the uh, Mallow Cups. Yeah, yes. I think they're great. I love marshmallow. I love chocolate. Great combination. They put a little bit of coconut in there. It's not overpowering. It's not a lot. And for most people who don't necessarily like coconut, they don't even realize it's in there. And it's phenomenal. It's very light. Plus, it comes with those cool little, like, save-up point tokens, and you can get, like, a shirt or a hat. It's like, that's... Oh, yeah. Those... That's pretty cool. Like, you don't see that much anymore. Like, I was a kid, I grew up in an age where you save the, the Kool-Aid points so you can get Kool-Aid merchandise. Yeah. Um, you know, again, you don't see that. Well, that was anymore. actually fun. I remember saving box tops, and all that did was give money to my school. And right. That was, like, the least like, fun yeah. thing possible. Who cares if my school gets money? Right. I want a decoder ring. Exactly. And I never got to read that secret message. By the way, there is some coconut whitening toothpaste. Coconut cream, of coconut oil. Is. Yeah. That makes a lot yeah. of sense now. 
Well, we're going to get back. we got a lot of fun stuff to do. By the way, you might want to save this into your tab menu for later on in the show. Yeah. Generatorfun.com. Generatorfun.com. Yeah, it, it generates weird questions and things, and uh, yeah, things will get really weird. So, thank you so much for the news and everything. Even though you think of us news right now, I guess I'm just kind of used to saying that. Yeah. Let's uh, check in with Wade Bates and uh, what sort of sport activities occurred yesterday. Can you believe they got some prep action in last night around the raindrops in baseball? Wapon was a 7-5 winner over Winnicott. Evan Sauer hit a two-run homer for the Warriors. He drove in three. Columbus, a 7-2 victor over River Valley. A.J. Utech went 2-3 for three with a couple of RBI. Watertown won their opener over Reedsburg, 6-2. Central Wisconsin Christian swept the double dip from Cambria-Friesland, 11-2 and 17-2. Marquezan, 6-1 over Partyville. Softball, Wapon, a 20-4 winner over Berlin. Lexi Lehman went 3-3 three three with a home run and 4 RBI. Boys golf at Horicon Hills. Mayville edged Horicon at 200-246. Ray Baldus led the card. Ray Baldus led the Cardinals with a 46. They've named the All-Trailways East Girls basketball team Haley Bauer of Lords Academy. A freshman was named Player of the Year. Rounding out the first team, Miranda Ferrari of Dodgeland. Her teammate, Adrian Bader, as well from Dodgeland. Eustace Ford's Riley Colleen, Shelby Bowalda from Central Wisconsin Christian, and Addie Moser and Stella Hoffman from Oakfield. You can see the full All-Trailways East Girls basketball team on the Sports tab at DailyDodge.com. The Bucks snapped the two-game slide with a 127-106 win at Chicago last night. Brooke Lopez led the way with 28. Giannis at 18-9. The Bucks host Boston on Thursday night. The Brewers wrapped up spring training with a 5-4 win over the Royals. Adrian Hauser threw six scoreless innings of two-hit baseball. The crew opens up the regular season tomorrow afternoon as they take on the Cubs at Wrigley Field. Brewers catcher Pedro Severino has been suspended 80 games for using performance-enhancing drugs. It's reported he took an FDA-approved drug to treat infertility in women. It's not approved for men. The Badger football team continues spring practice. Quarterback Graham Mertz had a roller coaster campaign in 2021 and hopes to uh, turn that around in 2022. Having conviction behind everything I do and then truly moving with purpose, and that's on the field, off the field, um, in my relationships with my teammates in school. So for me, it's just, it's just the ownership of timing, anticipation, location, making sure everybody's route depth's right, and truly being able to own it is, is my biggest area of, all right, how do I grow into that? The Badgers open up their season September 3rd against Illinois State at Camp Randall. Round one of the Masters is Thursday afternoon at Augusta National, and it appears Tiger Woods is going to be in the field. Just 14 months ago, he was involved in a major car accident. You know, 72 holes is, uh, is a long road, and uh, it's going to be a, a tough challenge and a challenge that I'm, I'm up for. Woods has won 15 golf majors and five green jackets. Beaver Dam High School alum and Wisconsin Badger freshman Maddie Wilkie has been named a National Strength and Conditioning Association All-American for her hard work rehabbing a right knee injury that she suffered in December of 2020 at Beaver Dam High School. Wilkie redshirted her first season in Madison in the women's basketball program to rehab that knee. That is your DailyDodge.com sports update. I'm Wade Bates. Just before 7.20 on the 95X Morning Show. And uh, maybe got time for some entertainment news in a little bit. I think we're doing pretty well on time, Ninja. I'm very impressed. Yeah, go us. Go us. Hey, speaking of that Jim Gaffigan bit mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, real men alone on the open road with bicycles. <laughs> I uh, finished watching yesterday um, Easy Rider. Oh, good time. movie. Dennis Hopper. Dude, I was not really expecting what happened. 
I don't think it most really caught, caught people me off are. Yeah. It's uh it's something nobody really talks about. But And I'm kinda glad because like I was I was generally surprised multiple times throughout right? the film. But Peter Fonda, like you know, I haven't seen very much. I've seen him in Ghost Rider, which is an awful movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he does a he does a pretty good job in this. I was, you know, he doesn't really have to do much. He's kind of stoic, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah it's I not bad. Behind this. And of course, Jack Nicholson's always phenomenal. Oh, he won a, an Oscar, I believe. Yes, and for best supporting. I mean, the videography was was actually really good. I yeah. mean, considering you're filming people on motorcycles, and unlike with cars, where you can do a lot of towing the car and make it look like they're going down the road it's a lot harder to do with a motorcycle now were they both um peter fonda and uh dennis hopper were they both actually riding motorcycles i believe so yes i believe for a lot of the shots they were because it really and what's even more amazing is that hopper is the director yeah so he's riding the motorcycles in these shots while also directly that's just mind-boggling to me but uh yeah what a what a great american film which is a great segue for What's happening in Hollywood? I am going to Hollywood. Movie stardom is just so hollow. Welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? This is entertainment news from the 95X Morning Show. It is entertainment news time brought to us by our groovy friends at JL Tire. Two convenient locations, Johnson Creek and Watertown. And the weather today was brought to us by Cardinal Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. They're not comfortable until you are. Hmm. So give them a call. So, do you want the uh, the juiciest story, I think, from yesterday? Or do you want something kind of like, eh, oh, oh. I mean, are we going to end up doing both? Well, eventually, yes. Well, let's start with the, eh, uh, uh, and end with the juicy. So, the, eh, uh, uh, is Robert Downey Jr. is uh, co-writing a book about oh. uh, sustainable diets. Cool food, erasing your carbon footprints one bite at a time. Of all the things that I'd want to hear Robert Downey Jr. write about... It this might, was not on the list. It might be the least interesting thing. Like, I would expect DiCaprio to write a book about this. Right. This is kind of weird coming from Robert Downey, right? It is a little weird coming from him. No, I mean, I understand he's got, you know, he tries to eat very healthy. He yeah. snacks all the time, which, of course, they had to write into his character for uh, Tony Stark. Yes. Um, which is brilliant. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if somebody were to say, like, hey, RDJ is coming out with a new book, I'd be like, oh, is it about his time as Iron Man? Is it about right. his road to recovery and all he's gone through? Yeah. Is there more information there? Like, that sounds great. It sounds amazing. Oh, it's a diet book. Yeah. Oh. It's a lot less interesting than it sounds, and it doesn't sound very interesting, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll kind of see what goes. But that would be really cool to have a, like, you know, real superheroes, and, you know, he's interviewing people across the country. Like, oh, that, would that would be a would great be cool. book. Yeah. Man. Does he have a copy of the Iron Man costume like at home somewhere? I would hope so. I hope he wears it still. Yeah, like I, I hope if anything, it should be the Mark One. Yeah, or not Mark. Sorry, not Mark One. Mark Two. The Mark. What? Oh, the Mark One was the original right. cave one. Yeah, that got destroyed. Yeah, the, the Mark Two would be the way to go. That would be the way. Well, Elon Musk has now joined uh, the board of t- uh, directors for Twitter after buying a huge stake, the largest stake so far hmm. in the publicly traded company, nine point two percent stake. And he immediately started splashing the water a little bit with uh, with his quote on uh, Monday. Do you want an edit button? He made it a survey as yes or on, <laughs> purposely misspelling the words. And uh, 73.6% said 
say yes, they want an edit button. I think that's not a bad idea because now you might have something where you, you know, <clears throat> you tweet something out and you go, oh, I misspelled that. Right. You don't want to look like an idiot. You'd like to fix it. You can fix Facebook posts. Why can't you fix a tweet? Right. Um, and I understand that people will be like, oh, well, then, you know, politicians will tweet something inappropriate and they'll just go back and edit it like it never happened. Those things are screenshotted so fast. Everybody's going to see it. Everybody's going to know. It's no different than going and deleting it before anybody sees it. Quote, right. Unquote. Yeah. And we still get those screenshots. Yeah. So give us the ability to edit. It's a simple thing. I can't understand why Twitter doesn't already have it. Now, if someone like, is it possible to have like a bot or if you're a reporter, but you put a program where if Senator John Hoopla posts something and maybe he's like, oh, this is a mistake and takes it down 10 seconds later, you have an algorithm that immediately screenshots whatever he's posted. I'm sure there's probably something like there that. There has to be, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of times um, you'll have instances where you'll get notifications. Those notifications are instantaneous. And even if they delete the tweet, the notification still exists. Mm. So a lot of times you can pull up the notification and see it that way and kind of get that information. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's stuff out there that does it. Yeah, there has to be. Okay, so this is the story that's a little bit more interesting by yeah, far. What do you got? Uh, so this is really talking about celebrity culture. This is Cole Sprouse. Oh, he okay. had an interview with the New York Times, and he was talking about his early career. Like, he started acting, I didn't know this, when he was six months old. Oh, wow. So his entire life has basically been acting. Now, he took, like, a four-year hiatus, and he actually got a degree at New York Uni University in archaeology, which is awesome. Crazy. Never would have expected that, but great. But he said this to the Times, quote, When we talk about child stars going nuts, what we're not actually talking about is how fame is a trauma. The young women on Disney Channel were so heavily sexualized from such an early age than my brother Dylan and I. To be quite honest, as I now have gone through a second big round of this fame game as an adult, I've noticed the same psychological effects that fame yields on, on a group of young adults as I did when I was a child. So mm -hmm. big takeaway, is fame trauma? I think in many ways it can be. Um, and I think this is one of those areas where I feel bad for child stars because they don't always get a choice in the matter. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the parents take them to an audition. Oh, look how cute my kid is. Now they're in movies. Now they're in TV, whatever. Mm -hmm. And the kids don't always understand what's going on. Um, when it comes to adult stars, they have a better understanding. And they should all be fully aware that, you know, male, female, doesn't matter. You are probably going to be objectified because you put yourself into that that public position you know you're in the spotlight um and as crazy as it is i mean the sexual objectification of people is not limited by the standard factors there are just as many people out there who sexualize megan fox as there are that sexualize danny devito and i know that sounds weird that, that sounds but it's weird. true and so <laughs> they yeah. you know they have to have thick skin they have to be able to handle that and take it and understand that and if it's not something they're okay with, then they probably shouldn't be in that spot. And I know some people will say, like, well, that's kind of blaming the victim on this one, blah, right. blah. And I get that. But in the same regard, you know, it, it's going to happen regardless of how you feel about it. Yeah. 
There's just this innate human desire that no matter what, if someone has more fame or power, we're just naturally attracted yeah, to them. absolutely. Right? And it's just, in your case, it's such a widespread accessibility to you yeah. that you're going to have a larger number of people. I mean, there are probably a percentage of people out there who listen to Thomas on the radio and go, boy, I bet that guy, he's just amazing. I'd love to meet him. And, you know, and ah. they objectify you. Yeah. And it may not be a huge percentage, but your accessibility comparative to the accessibility of, let's say, a Brad Pitt is very different. Yeah. So the number of people who are going to say things like that and feel that way about Brad Pitt is going to be a much larger number just because of that accessibility. Well, and he's also just far more handsome. Let's just put it I where mean, it is. That's a toss-up. Have you seen the Lost City? Look at his hair. Like, he's got that slow-motion exploding building behind him, hair whip scene. How can you say no to that? Yeah, that's true. But then there's also the, the dirty, grungy look that I remember from Fight Club. And Oh. What? You don't think that's a sexy Brad Pitt <sighs> in that movie? I did the whole movie. I'm just like, shower. Please shower. Shower. It's like Matthew McConaughey in mud. Just go shower. Yeah, yeah. Just wash like, it off. I didn't off, realize buddy. that entire movie was about him being smeared in mud. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so today is another really weird holiday. It's National Sorry Charlie Day. Do you know what this means? I, I don't. It, 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 I, it's so weird. So Charlie Tuna. Are you familiar with the character, the mascot? Yeah. So Charlie the Tuna apparently is a mascot. And uh, in, in these old commercials... He had good taste, but he was constantly being rejected for inclusion into Sunkissed Tuna. Despite the constant rejection, Charlie tried always to get into the product, and he was a model for perseverance to many people who watch those commercials. So I don't know why. Like, that just. I mean, that's a really weird, weird idea, right? Yeah. Isn't it? Make me in the food. I want to be eaten. Yeah. So I guess we're <laughs> celebrating. Charlie's perseverance, you know, not never giving up, right? Continuing to press on to your dreams. So I have some trivia for you. These are okay. people who are famous now, but they were rejected once upon a time. <sighs> I'm going to give you a little description of that rejection. You tell me who you think they are. Okay. So before she made it famous, her Houston, Texas-based hip hop group Girls Time were not considered winners on the popular talent show Star Search in 1993. Who are we wow. talking about? 93. 93. This was the first name of the group was Girls Time. They eventually changed it, became really big. And then she went her own separate way, ended up marrying a huge hip-hop uh, producer, I guess now, and is one of the mo biggest celebrity power couples in Hollywood. I feel like I should know this. You definitely should know this. She's the queen. She's is it Queen Latifah? No, no. So you, you say she's the queen. Well, she is. I mean, that's kind of a nickname for uh -huh. her. Oh, is she? Uh, is it? What, what is this moaning going on? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> must that's be a hot air good. contest. It must be a hot air contest. Well, Wade's going to Wade win won. that one. Yeah, he's yeah. still going. So this renowned writer was a divorced single mother on welfare, struggling to get by while also attending school and writing a novel. Isn't this J.K. Rowling? Oh, yeah. Yeah, easy one. Easy. So legend goes, the first time this comedian walked on stage at a comedy club, he looked out at the audience, he froze, and was eventually booed off the stage. Now he's getting coffee on Netflix in cars with comedians. Oh. Uh. Come on. Come on. 
He almost got it. He had a great TV show in the 90s. It was named after him. Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The, the name was there in my head, Ooh. but I kept saying Kramer. And I'm like, it's not Kramer. It's not Kramer versus Kramer. No. Okay, so this one, uh, this is a famous actor. After his first audition, this actor was told by the casting director, why don't you stop wasting people's time and go out and become a dishwasher or something? He eventually went on to win, I believe, at least two Oscars, the first of which was for a movie called Lilies of the Field. Back in the 60s. He passed earlier this year. I don't know if I've ever seen Lilies of the Field. I haven't seen it either. Can you tell me the other movie? He's also been in Sir with Love, Patch of Blue, The Defiant Ones, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. One of the greatest actors of the 20th century. Did we talk about this actor recently? Yes, he's from the Bahamas originally. uh, Portier? Yes, Sidney Portier. You got it. Yeah. Guess who's coming to dinner? That's the one that did it for me. I movie. Thank you, Stanley Kramer. And finally, before a successful movie and Broadway career, this actor got fired from his cashier job at 7-Eleven. He says this, quote, I got fired after six weeks because the boss said I talked too much to the customers. Who is this famous Australian actor? Australian actor? Huh? Oh. Huh? Is it huh? somebody like... Did, did he play Wolverine? Is that uh, Jackman? Uh, yes. Hugh Jackman. I'm glad he got fired. Yeah, me too. Worked out for everybody. Did you see the other day he was doing uh, The Music Man on no. Broadway and somebody threw up like a foam Wolverine claw? He put it on him and did a pose and then threw it back. But, man, that oh, was the only amazing. reason to ever watch The Music Man, to be honest. I keep hoping that he'll in some way, shape, or form reprise his role just once in the new MCU. Even if it's just a cameo, five minutes. What could be better than Logan? He capped it off perfectly. I mean, he did. He absolutely did. But obviously, Logan happens in the future. I want something now. Just I, you know, I get it. Five minutes. I get just it. Give me five minutes. You know, you're a guy that wants it right now. You want it convenient. You want it right now. No waiting. You want your veggies already chopped up. You want your fruit oh, already assorted, right? I want somebody to already mix my potato salad. Yeah, yeah. And it already is mixed. The chicken's already fried at Beaver Dam Piggly Wiggly on that beautiful east side of Beaver Dam where you can get avocados, Ninja, for 89 cents each. Mm. Red seedless grapes for $149 a pound and ground chuck, $3.99 a pound. And you could probably whip all those ingredients together and make some sort of grapey hamburger. (laughs) Might be interesting. I do prefer my grapes seedless mostly because if I get seeds in them, my wife yells at me and makes me eat them. Um, what? Your she, wife makes you eat her grape seeds? Uh, well, her grapes, if they're seeded. Oh, yeah. okay. So, made a mistake once, went to a grocery store that was not Piggly Wiggly, and uh, they had bags labeled seedless grapes, and I picked them up, brought them home, and they were all <laughs> seeded. And they weren't just seeded. No. It's not like seedless watermelons where you have like the little seeds and they can get away with it. Yeah. They were massive seeds. It was like chewing grape nuts with your grapes. Yeah. It was horrible. Aren't they kind of juicy, though? I thought they were like little like flavorful explosion ah, these ones definitely were not and they were kind of bitter and disgusting oh. in the middle and my wife got very upset and she's like now you get to eat all these grapes and so i cheated <laughs> and i cut them in half for her when i gave them to her which allowed me to pick out the big seeds Ooh, and she was okay with it then great call well today is wednesday we also have some lenten specials yeah wednesdays and fridays cod fillets there are uh, deli hand breaded fish dinners family fish fry and a fish sandwich two for four dollars i'm wow. a big fan of cod 
That is that is great. Uh, man, we only got a couple of weeks left of Lent, don't we? Yeah, it's uh, winding down, getting towards Easter here pretty soon. The wife and I are trying to figure out what we're doing for dessert because we'll be seeing the family for Easter for the first time uh. in, you know, since before pandemic. And we're in charge Might of dessert. I suggest one of Beaver Dan Piggly Wiggly's banana cream pies. Ooh, I do like a good banana yeah. cream pie. Look at all that cream. Or Dutch apple. Dutch apple's good, but banana cream has that, like, light, airy flavor that makes me think spring. Yeah. Especially graham cracker crust. Oh, yes. Love it. Check it out. They got better selection, better service, better cleanliness, better everything. You better go to Beaver Dan Piggly Wiggly. Nearly 7.41, we head back to the Daily Dodge News Studio for a check of a very busy news day from the News Ninja. A number of Dodge County School District libraries have received state funding. Wisconsin Treasurer Sarah Godlewski recently announced that a record $40.6 million will be dispersed to public school libraries to help them recover from the pandemic and expand offerings to students. The money is provided through the Common School Fund. The Beaver Dam School District is in line for $147,000. To see all local districts receiving funds, visit the news tab at dailydodge.com. On the Beaverdam School Board, the three incumbents were all re-elected with newcomer Isaac Dornfield with Steve Rajewski fell short. In the race for Wapon School Board, Megan Vandesandy won the towns of Alto and Trenton seat, while Lori Van Buren was re-elected to the city of Wapon seat. The top vote-getters for Columbus School Board were Martha Rule and incumbent Mike O'Brien. There are two new mayors in Dodge County. In Mayville, John Gwynn will secede Rob Belk after opponent Mike Jackson dropped out of the race. In Wapan, Ron Bishop ran unopposed and succeeds Julie Nickel. Wisconsin's moratorium on wintertime power disconnections ends a week from Friday. The Wisconsin Public Service Commission says people behind on their heat and light bills need to get caught up or to make payment arrangements before April 15th. The state also has some money available for people who need help paying their bills. And finally, some parts of the state have potentially tainted lettuce. The state consumer protection department says bags of Ocean Mist Farms brand Romaine Hearts sold mainly in western Wisconsin may be contaminated with cyclospora. State officials say all of these suspect packages show a harvest date of March 10th. The questionable greens were grown in Coachella, California. I'm Justin Wilski reporting from the Daily Dodge News Center. Dodge Here's a look at your weatherology forecast. We'll see a few scattered rain showers here for today with cloudy sky conditions, a high in the low 50s. Breezy winds out of the southwest at 10 to 20 miles per hour, gusting as high as 30. Then for tonight, a slight chance for rain early on, then mixing with snow here late. Cloudy alone near 35. Thursday, chance for rain and snow mixing, becoming all rain late, a high of 42. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on your home for today's best music, 95X. Currently, it's 42. And the news was brought to us by Richard's Insurance of Columbus Beaver Dam, a full-service independent agency offering you, yeah, you, a choice to select from for life, home, health, auto, and business insurance. Give them a call, 623-5700 in Columbus or 887-1615 in Beaver Dam. So, Romaine Hearts. Yeah. Possibly contaminated. Apparently, uh, there are several things that come out of Coachella that you don't want to put in your body. So. Oh, yeah. Go figure. Man, I was just thinking of like all the music acts when you said that. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of good music in Coachella. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they grow lettuce. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. 
That's sure not the probably big... other green things that grow in Coachella. Oh, but... for sure, for sure. Uh, a little check of good news coming up, but uh, it's time for our second kick in the classic ninja, and we are celebrating mm-hmm. another birthday in 1965. Frank Black, born Charles Michael Kittredge Thompson the Fourth, was what a, a name. I, that's amazing, right? Guitarist, singer with the American alternative rock band the pixies so of course we have to play little pixie song and uh, you might you might know i know you've talked about this before but that really cringy french film that has like the eyeball slicing scene Mm -hmm. this song is is heavily influenced by that movie and includes quite a bit of it and uh here we go the cake and the classic it's the baser Seven fifty-three on the uh, morning show, and we got something really exciting going on this Friday for the Whip Around. They're going to be live on the scene, yeah, at one twenty Front Streets in the Fine Arts District. Oh, that sounds so cool to say. Downtown Beaver Dam. It's the Nancy Zeman Sewing Studio. Mm-hmm. So Amy's going to be there with she our very is. own Sherry Sackett. Yes, and not only is it going to be live on air. It's going to be on video. Is it still on video? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is going to be really cool. So the Nancy Zewing, uh, Zeman Sewing Studio, they have a variety of classes. they got notions, which I realize are those little accessories like buttons and things. Yeah, buttons, zippers, uh, you know, all the little things that go into making a sewing project complete. Patterns, fabrics, sewing machines, and more. And so they're going to have this free event on uh, Friday and Saturday. And this is a must if you're an experienced sewer and you want to know some time-saving techniques. But it's also a great place to start if you are new to sewing or interested in getting a new hobby that requires just a little finger dexterity. So meet the Stitch It Sisters free event this Friday, 1 to 2, and Saturday, 9 to 10 as well as 1 to 2 on Saturday. And the best part, I think, is going to be when the whip around is there. Sherry, who has never sewed anything before, is going to be attempting a project. So I, I don't know what exactly it's going to be, but she's going to be sewing a skirt live during the show. Nice. We'll see how it goes. That's impressive. I uh, I myself know how to sew. You have do. A, we have a sewing machine at home. We actually have two sewing machines at home. One of them is also an embroidery machine, so it does a little bit of both, Ooh. Uh, which we happen to pick that machine up at uh, one of the uh, Nancy Zeman uh, sewing locations, the one that used to be here on by the Legion building before they... Yes. Yeah, yeah. we got it there. The distribution um, center. Yeah, so absolutely love to sew. I actually made one of my girlfriend's dresses for homecoming one year. So, oh. Yeah. That is really sweet. I hope Sherry's planning on wearing the skirt come Monday. That would be phenomenal. We're Hopefully the weather will be nice enough to do so. Did yeah. I hear maybe some 60s? Maybe. Uh, could it be 63 in the forecast? That's uh, three degrees warmer than the bare minimum that I would like it to be. Yeah. So, so I, I think it's going to be a beautiful day. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes with the uh, whip around live at the Nancy Zoom- Zeman. Jeez. Sewing studio. What's on your mind? I have some news I want to share. Want to hear it? Yeah, it kind of depends what the news is. Is it good news? Good news. Great, good news. That's good news. Great. That is good news. Good news. Let's hear it. All right, a few quick-hitting good news stories. This is kind of interesting. Two of Charles Darwin's notebooks, the famed naturalist from the 1800s, went missing from uh, Cambridge University's library back in 2001, and they just announced that somebody returned them last month. They were left outside the librarian's office with a note that said, 
Happy Easter. Hmm. And there they are. Who would who would ever allow those books to be checked out? Yeah, I don't think there's something you you know just throw them in the Dewey Decimal System and let somebody take them home. No, no, something something went awry mm-hmm. somewhere there. Speaking of libraries, a new study found they're thriving even in the digital age. And we had a new story about libraries already. Yeah, we talked about it today. Uh, a lot of the school libraries are getting some uh, much needed government funding to aid them in recovering from the pandemic which allows them to get new books and update uh, current catalogs of books that they have, other library resources that the schools make available to you. I mean, we were both graduates of Columbus High School. Yes. Um, I don't know how much time you spent in that library, but I myself spent quite a bit of time there. In the in the library or the public yes, library? The library at the school. Oh, I didn't spend much time there, but the public library, a public lot library of time. got a lot of my time oh, as yeah. well. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, 174 million Americans have a library card which is around 54% of the population. And when you count digital collections, we're borrowing more books than ever. A lot of libraries, I love the fact that they're starting to do like audiobooks available online Mm -hmm. uh, that you can check out digitally, which is nice. Um, My wife partakes in that for a local library up in Waupon. And I am proud to say that not only do all three of my kids have a library card in the Waupon School District, but me and my wife do as well. Yeah. It's a great sign of a uh, of a healthy community is having libraries. Absolutely. You know, post office, probably some sort of religious facility, mm-hmm. maybe a gym and a library. Mm-hmm. And, and a in clinic, Wisconsin, guess, you know. at least three bars per church. And three yeah. taverns, at least. <laughs> exactly. Well, for the fourth year in a row, a guy in Cincinnati is doing an all-beer diet for Lent, and he's got about a week left. Here he is, and uh, surprisingly, he is not slurring his words. Ohio Beer Fasting Man has now been my moniker for four years. I'm kind of cultivating the craft beer diet. You can, you know, use beer in a a very healthy way and not vilify it as this, you know, this evil alcohol. I have a 15-year-old daughter who has cerebral palsy. Even though she is a juvenile now, she's gonna be an adult with disability. The Ken Anderson Alliance is an amazing foundation that actually supports adults with disabilities. This is pretty amazing. He does. He's been doing this for years, and apparently, he's lost twenty five pounds so far from this year. Oh, fasting. Wow. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, and people always talk about like the calories and stuff that are in beer, but I think my understanding is that craft beers are a little bit better for you. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's light beer options and other stuff. And obviously, he's not taking in a bunch of processed sugar. You know, I think well, he's chemicals. only drinking beer, from what I understand. Yeah. So, I mean, good on him. Yeah. Well, for the uh, well, an 18-year-old Cleveland woman, speaking of Ohio, uh, who's originally from Ukraine, just raised over $12,000 for refugees. Both my grandparents came over from the Ukraine when they were children, so I've been here a long time. This whole thing was personal for us, and we're getting it ready, and I, I think we're going to have phase one of the project ready so we can take about 20 people here uh, in about two weeks, and then we'll just oh, no. keep rolling on from there. I just crossed the streams. That was from a different Ukrainian story. Okay. Okay, so that was audio for a, um, a couple in Vancouver Island near Seattle. They bought an old resort. And we're planning on turning it into an event center, but now they're using that to house Ukrainian refugees instead. Well, that's good. Yes. And uh, so the 18-year-old Cleveland woman, who's originally from Ukraine, she's raised over $12,000 for refugees by working out on a stair climber for 24 hours straight. Wow. That's intense. She's going to have killer legs. Yeah. And uh, 
it's for a great cause. Absolutely. Great legs for a great cause. Uh, yeah, so that does it for our little good news this morning. We're going to have a check of Sports with Wade, which is brought to us by Landmark Credit Union with locations in Beaver Dam, Fall River, Juneau, and Mayville. Let's bring that Wiley Wade Bates over here right now and get a check of local sports. In sports, the Bucks snapped a two-game slide with a 127-106 win at Chicago on Tuesday night. Brooke Lopez had 28. Milwaukee will host Boston on Thursday night. Brewers wrapped up spring training with a 5-4 win over the Royals. Milwaukee will open up the regular season Thursday afternoon at Wrigley Field against the Chicago Cubs. Brewers catcher Pedro Severino has been suspended 80 games for using performance-enhancing drugs. Beaver Dam High School alum and current Wisconsin Badger freshman Maddie Wilkie has been named a National Strength and Conditioning Association All-American for her hard work as she recovers from a right knee injury that she suffered in December of 2020. Wilkie redshirted her first season in the Badger Women's Basketball Program Program to rehab that knee. You can see last night's full prep scoreboard on the sports tab at dailydodge.com. That is your dailydodge.com sports update. I'm Wade Bates. It is the morning show, and uh, well, we're going to attempt something that's kind of weird, and maybe we need the right, uh, we, I think we need the right mood music here, Ninja. All right, what do you got? We're going to go with it. I don't know what we're calling this. I mean, you kind of compared this to... To, like, Reddit's Ask Me Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we got the website generatorfun.com, mm-hmm. and I have two different categories open up here. I have random questions, and I have relationship questions. And okay. I'm just going to click... I have 10, 10 questions for totally random. I'm clicking generate right now. I have no idea what these questions are. So I'm going to ask you, I guess, all 10? And sure. How many skips do we want to give each other here? If we're I mean, very I'm uncomfortable. Fairly open book, but uh, you know, I, I don't want to put anybody in any uh, weird. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I'm totally open as well. Do we want one skip? Let's say one skip. One skip. Okay. All right. So we're going to start off here. Do you want the relationship questions first, Ninja, or do you want the general questions? Uh, let's start general and work our way. Okay. Let's let's see how weird some of these get. So our first question here, Ninja, I'll ask these to you. Is having a big ego a negative trait or a positive trait? I think having a big ego is a positive trait as long as you understand it's an ego. Okay. That, what does that mean exactly? Well, I mean, you can have a big ego and you should be very proud of what you do and you should feel like you are really good at what you do. Yeah, yeah. But you need to understand that it is your thinking. It is yes. your feelings on the subject. And not everybody is going to view your ego the same way you do. Okay, well said, well said. What if everyone had the same financial status in society? I think that would take away a lot of complications in a lot of ways, as long as that financial status is also sufficient for mm. everybody in society. Good qualifier, good qualifier. Is there a difference between free trade and fair trade? Hmm. I think there is. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, free trade is is definitely uh, a little more open, and everything gets shared. Everything. Everything. Fair trade is like everything gets shared, but only as long as everybody gets their cut that needs to first. Okay. All right. So everybody gets everything in free trade. 
Yeah, I think so. All right. Is time travel possible? I sure hope so. Yeah. Um, I really do. I think uh, it'd be amazing if it is, and if it's not, uh, that's unfortunate. And if either of us invent it, we should definitely come back to this point to surprise ourselves. Yes, that'd be perfect. Like right now, the doors open up. Hey, guys, it I works. I guess we didn't invent it. No. Okay, question number five, Ninja. Is it ever okay to break the law? Why and when? This is a really tricky one. This is a really tricky one because there are certain things that are technically against the law. Uh, for instance, uh, public fighting and brawling is against the law. Yes. But uh, if it's required to maybe save somebody who's being, let's say, beaten up on already or being abused in public or whatever or could be potentially about to be murdered, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like that is a justified use of of breaking the law. Yeah. Um. That's a good example. Yeah, and I think other people use things like, well, you know, if you have to steal to feed your family, but uh, I think there's enough resources that hopefully that doesn't have to be the case. Will a world without reliance on modern technology make any progress? Oh, you know, I love my modern technology, so this <laughs> is a tough do. one. Yeah. Uh, I think if we put ourselves in a position where we rely too much on modern technology, we are going to hit a point where we are stagnant and refuse to move forward. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to find ourselves living only in our technology and no longer living for what's around us. Um, but that being said, if we if we remove it entirely or don't uh, embrace it, we're going to find ourselves moving backwards pretty quick. Okay, you have no skips yet, and I think we're on number seven already here for the uh, ten randomly generated questions. What do you consider as art? Oh, boy. Almost anything can be art. Uh, it, I think if it elicits an emotion, yeah, um, it has art-like qualities. Um, everything from, you know, you see a restored vehicle. You know, maybe you're into cars, you see a restored vehicle, and it just tears you up because maybe that somehow reminds you of a car that was owned by a beloved family member who passed on or something like that. You know, that might be all it takes for you to go, that's a piece of art. Yeah. You know, um, it doesn't have to be a painting, a sculpture, a drawing, whatever. I mean, I, for instance, love the movies done by Studio, uh, Studio Ghibli. Yes. And I think yeah. those are all works of art. Yeah. Great example. Anything that evokes emotion. Ooh, man. That's our first God question. Does God have supreme power? I'm going to say no. Okay. Uh, I think, uh, you know, and, and I'm not the overly religious type, but the minute the idea and concept of free will comes into play, mm -hmm. free will kind of gives you the ultimate kind of get out of jail free card. That gives you the power in so many ways because you can't be compelled. Oh. Therefore, you oh. have one leg up. Yeah, I like that. I like that. What is the first thing you would do if you became president, Ninja, or want our current president to do? I think the very first thing I would do, and this is something that might be a little controversial, is I would eliminate the need to label people. Okay. Um, I think we, we spend way too much time focusing on individual labels and how people want to be identified in their labels and whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just so much easier if I look across and I go, hey, that's that's Thomas. Thomas told me that's Thomas, so that's Thomas. That's my name. That's easy. That's yeah. enough. Um, it doesn't matter if you identify as a squirrel or or as a particular gender a pronoun or whatever. That That's your personal thing. I have no say in that. I shouldn't care yeah. about that. All I care about is you're Thomas. Thanks for 
giving a shout out to my furry costume. You're, you're welcome. I appreciate it. And finally, you haven't had any skips yet. How can happiness vary from a person to person? This one, I think, is probably the easiest one of all of them. I think happiness is always going to vary from person to person, purely based on the fact that some of us have simpler things that make us happy. You know, there was there was once a time where I could look across and see you grab a fresh cup of coffee and that scent would hit. Oh, yeah. And the smile you would, you know, come up with, which now I think you do with your tea, which is great. But, you know, that was happiness for you. That's happiness. For some people, happiness is opening their uh, their banking app and seeing they still have money in their savings account mm-hmm. or their checking account. Um, for some people, you know, like myself, I, you know, if I get a weekend or whatever where I get to hang out with my kids and we're just sitting in the living room playing Minecraft for eight hours, you know. You know, munching on popcorn, having a good time. Like, that's a moment of happiness. So I think it's different for everybody. Uh, but that also means it can be obtainable by everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, well done. You uh, you have asked or answered all 10 of these randomly generated questions. Some of them were very tricky. Uh, not the normal questions that we typically ask. So No, definitely a little bit... Uh, a little bit out of the ordinary, but nothing wrong with that. So you can feel free to ask me either the general questions or the relationship ones. I know the relationship ones are, are very deep from what I've read so far, the few. Yeah. So I'm, I'm bringing up here. I'm going to go to the, the general. I think we'll start with that. We'll, we'll keep it even across the yeah, board Yeah, we might here. keep the relationship ones a little bit lower than 10 for that, but... Uh, General yeah. questions. I'm, I'm ready. Um, why am I not seeing the general category? For question? Yeah. Like, I found the relationship one, but general is not... Like, they're all alphabetical, and I don't see general. Yeah, I... Uh, I don't know how I managed to find that one so easily, but uh, I did manage to just stumble upon it for general. Wait, There's you know nothing under... Just type in... General question, or just question... It is easy to find the relationship one, so unfortunately that one is right there. Right. But, uh, man, some of these relationship questions, like if I were frightened, Ninja, would you hold me? Yeah. Thank you. That's a tough question to ask. That is a tough question to ask. All right, let's see if it pops up for me here. Great reminder that the Whip Around is going to be on location this Friday from noon until 1 with Amy Hudson and Sherry Sackett. And the best part is Sherry's going to be attempting, with no sewing experience, sewing a skirt live during the Whip Around this Friday. They're going to be at the Nancy Zeman Sewing Studio, which is 120 Front Street in the Fine Arts District, downtown Beaver Dam. And uh, Stitches Sisters actually have a free event going on this weekend, Friday from 1 to 2, and then two different sessions on Saturday from 9 until 10 and from 1 until 2. Great for either the experienced sewer or the uh, the novice, just wanting to understand what it is about notions and sewing and embroidery. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of different details going in there, and they are probably the best resource you could possibly hope to see. They're also going to have a little uh, museum on the second floor that is going to be... Um a bunch of stuff from Nancy Zeman's life yeah, to yes. celebrate her, which uh, sounds like it's going to be absolutely amazing. Okay, so did you have any success yet at finding these random questions? It is just absolutely not doing it, so I'm going to pick a different category. Okay. And I'm not even going to tell you what the category 
Because <laughs> some of them might actually just be quotes. Like, so that's part of it. Like, I could right. look up some Helen Keller quotes right now, randomly. What do we got here? Keep your face <laughs> to the sun, and you will never see the shadows. Mm. Interesting. Self-pity is our worst enemy, and if we yield to it, we can never do anything good in the world. She is such an amazing okay. figure. Man. So this one, it's uh, it's just the question category. Uh, just there the question. are more questions. Okay. And it's got quite a diverse level of questions here. Okay. The first one Suck it to me. comes out pretty straightforward. Yeah. How does gravity work? How does gravity work? Uh, well, I guess you have like a really big body, like a like a planet, mm-hmm. and because it weighs so much, it's sucking everything into the middle of itself. Okay, yeah, I'm with you so far. I don't know if a science. I, I really like, Neil deGrasse Tyson has a really good uh, explanation of how gravity works, and he basically says all atoms want to come together. Oh, they all want to recompress together, and a larger item has more atoms. It's more dense. And therefore, it's trying to pull all the smaller items towards it. Oh, so gravity is kind of like a hippie commune, like everyone coming together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's here's the next question. Kind of flips it. Okay. Is someone born a leader or is it developed? Oh, geez. You know, I'm going to go with uh, developed because how can you be born with, uh, I mean, I guess you could be born with the instinct of like timing, but you really have to understand people and be able to talk to them. And I think that comes from actually talking to people, not just being popped out of a into the world yeah rephrase that one word like that yeah is there any time period Mm -hmm. that you would not want to live in um any period uh probably like 1914 in that in that span from like 1914 to 1920 because you got world war one you got the spanish flu the world's kind of breaking apart it's a weird time i'm not a huge fan of woodrow wilson as president so okay I mean, I know the Dark Ages would obviously be yeah, a big one, like, but I was very specific. With yeah, that, that was so. that was very wow. I didn't expect something so modern. This one's an interesting. Why do we cut cakes to celebrate a birthday? Why do we Why do we cut cakes? Uh, because there was this old tradition of uh, with sugar and flour eggs. It was all very rare at one point, and so it was a big deal to have a cake for somebody's birthday. But because everyone kind of contributed in some way for these very expensive luxuries like sugar and whatnot. It was only fair to cut the cake and share it with the neighbors and share the spoil and, and the wealth of your birthday and this success with everyone around you. I like it. A little yeah, bit deeper here. I just made that up. So, Why do feelings fade with time? Why do, I think everything fades with time, right? You look at a Grand Canyon, it starts to fade away. Favorite uh, landmarks start fading away. It's time and erosion happens to everything, even intangible things like emotions. Shows the passage of time, right? Yeah. Do citizens of a country truly have the right to throw over their government? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, that's so tricky because you're the citizen of a government, but are you... You're the citizen of something else. You're a citizen of humanity. I think there's a, a deeper citizenship, deeper than just government. So, yeah, I think that is fine. It's got an interesting feel when you're living in a country that's completely founded on overthrowing Well, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, why should we respect the dead? Why should we, uh, because they're not living anymore. And uh, I, you know, oh man, that's such a good one. Respecting the dead. I don't know, because I like to think that there's so many stories that that, that that person can no longer tell. And because because those stories will never be shared, it's kind of like a sweet, bittersweet moment of, you know, I'm, 
I, I'd like to hear those stories someday. And maybe when I pass, I'll meet that person wherever we are and I'll say, hey, like I remember coming across your grave. Like, what was your story? I like that. Yeah. This is one that uh, hits near and dear to me. Why don't they make cheese and lunch meat slices oh. the same size and oh. shape as a piece of bread? I, you know what? I don't, I don't know why. Why don't we make them square? And I think round is just a very appeasing shape for people. And I think it's easier like to just circles. peel that off. Yes. You know, I think the corners would kind of get ripped off a little bit easier. So I agree. Do guns protect people or kill people? It all depends on the person holding the gun. They make the decision. The gun doesn't make the decision. I couldn't have answered that any better. And the last one, number 10, you just breezed right through these. Does absolute power really corrupt absolutely? Um, Like absolute corruption. You know, from every little bit of media that I've seen, whether it's the Lord of the Rings or just looking back at history, yeah, when people have power, there is no final limit. Because even when, you, when, you're, when you're Superman, when you have like the power of a god, and it's still not enough, and you say, you know what, the problem is the power... I just, I don't have enough. If I had more power, I could save Lois Lane. If I have more power, I could save the world. And that's what ends up corrupting people. So, yeah. I like it. Well, well I think we did really well. Um, I, do you want to do one relationship question each? I'll ask you one relationship yeah. question. Did you want me to pick a number out of the one through 10, or do you have one in mind? Uh, one through 10. You pick a random one. Let's go seven. Let's go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ninja, what would you want people to say about you at your funeral? Wow. You know, I think I would really like for them to say that no matter what was going on in the world around me, no matter what was happening day to day or whatever, Ninja never really had a bad day. Yeah. I that's, think that'd be great. That is great. Oh, my gosh. This has been a really deep moment. <laughs> and uh, All right. One to ten. You got to do yours. Okay. Uh, three. Three. If you could have chosen your own first name when you were born... Oh, what no. would it have been? Oh, geez. And uh, I'm so used to Thomas. Um, it's a good name. Strong name. You know, uh, uh, Reginald is kind of a fun name, mm -hmm. but maybe even Sherlock. Oh. You know, that's a little pompous, but I kind of like that name, Sherlock. No, no Keanu. No Keanu. No, I'm going to leave. There's only there can one, only be one. There's yeah. only one true Keanu. All right. This has been a very uh, touching moment here, and it's time to let it pass and fade with time. Jennifer's coming back with a check of weather. And uh, we'll get a check of news a little bit later as well. It would really help if I turned my microphone on. It is the 95X Morning Show's 825. We are joined again with Jennifer. Hello again, Jennifer. Hello. So, Ninja, I got to ask you another relationship question. Would you rather have a date to the movies or snuggle at home and watch a movie? I do like the snuggle, but I really love the big screen. And now that they have, like, the... You know, the middle uh, armrest that folds up. You kind of have that little couch thing. Yes. You could have a really good night, date night together at the movie. Oh, yeah, so yeah, definitely. I'm going movie theater. Oh, good call, good call. Yeah. So, Jennifer, I got uh, a random question for you. All right. And this one is, is it worse to fail at something or never, never attempt it in the first place? Ooh. Probably depends on what it is, but I'll say... Never attempted it in the first place. Yeah. I could see that. You I got just, one, Ninja? I pulled up a, a would you rather, and one of these questions is like, wow. They got some real doozies. Would you rather have baby vomit on you or vomit on a baby? <laughs> I would. Oh, oh, man. 
can. I'll take See? I'll take the vomit on me. Yeah, I but think then you I have think... to clean the baby. Yeah. Whereas like a baby vomit, like cause that was my initial reaction first. I was like, oh, I'd rather do that. But baby vomit isn't that much overall. Right. I mean, compared to like, I was about to say human vomit. That's not right. Uh, adult vomit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't know. As long as it's not like my face, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. Location, like I'm a dad. Right? I've had a little yeah. bit of spit up on the shirt before. That's yeah. Yeah, that's that's not as bad. It just seems like it's. It almost feels like a war crime to vomit on a baby. <laughs> yeah, I, but yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Just the cleaning of the baby up is what would be gross to me. Oh, I got I got one more question for you, Jennifer. This is okay. a this is a deep one. Do you think there is a transition period between life and the afterlife? Ooh. And why does it feel like changing planes in Atlanta? No. <laughs> <laughs> if that were. Like a, a spectral terminal, yeah. and you're kind of waiting for the flight to either go to heaven or hell. I could see that. Sure, I would say that there is. The the you know the verdict is still out, waiting to see what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, seems kind of a fair thing to do for human souls, but. Mm-hmm. Flight to the good place, boarding now. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, Jennifer, we got a, uh, a kind of a, a dark, gloomier set of weather and a little cold, but uh, it looks like we are going to see some sun at the end of the uh, the tunnel here. We are, yeah. It is kind of still gloomy until we get to that point, but uh, today we're looking at partial sunshine developing. Highs getting up right around about the lower 50s, and we should be in the mid-50s, not far from average. A chance for some rain coming in in the afternoon hours today. A little on the windy side, and then for tonight, a slight chance for rain early on, then a chance for rain and snow mixing in the overnight hours. Overnight lows right around about 35. Thursday, chance for rain and snow mixing, becoming all rain late. Cloudy high around 42. 40 here for your Friday, pretty similar day. Chance for rain and snow mixing in the morning, and then becoming all rain late. On Saturday, partial sunshine, high around about 43. And it looks like getting a little bit closer to average again here on uh, Sunday. Finally seeing some sunshine as well, mostly sunny, high of 52. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki. That's not really holding in the place that well today, is it? No, my headband is just sliding like crazy. This is five random facts. Let's spin the random wheel of topics. Now he's just saying random words. On the 95X Morning Show. Okay, I'm already digging this first random fact. Number one, bookkeeper is the only unhyphenated English word that has three consecutive double letters in it. That's great, isn't it? That's wicked. That's really cool. Number two, (laughs) stop signs were originally yellow. Red didn't become the standard color until 1954. Huh. Hmm. You probably wouldn't notice that in movies before then because if they were mostly in black and white. I wonder if you'd see a difference between red and yellow. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Random right fact number three. There are words in the Oxford English Dictionary that don't have any vowels but have other letters that make vowel sounds like TV or ninth and TH. There's only one word without any vowels or vowel sounds. Psst. That's the only one. Only one. Random fact number four. Remember the 80s hit Mickey by Tony Basil? Sure. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. She was dressed as a high school cheerleader in the video. 
But she was 39 when Mickey was released. She's 78 now. Which suddenly makes that song a little bit creepy. A little creepier. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Random fact number five. The guy who invented the Keurig K-Cup coffee system sold his stake in the company for $50,000 in 1997. Now he says he regrets inventing it in the first place because the little cups are terrible for the environment and the machines are way too expensive. Yeah. Definitely. Man, he really got undercut. 50000 that should have been a lot more, but yeah. once again. Jennifer, thank you so much for the weather and for uh, indulging in our little question asking. Of course. Also, a little random fact for you, there are 37 more Mondays until Christmas. 37 Mondays! Ooh. Sweet. You have the Christmas clock open right now? No. Okay, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> do you just honest. keep a countdown going because you love Christmas so much? I do love Christmas much. I actually follow, it's uh, 263 days. There you go. Um, oh. I have a, a page on Facebook that I follow that says random things about Christmas um, here and there, and that was today's fact. It is one of my favorite like, holidays. It's a great holiday. It is a great holiday. Yeah. And we can't wait for it ourselves. Jennifer, we will talk to you tomorrow for more uh, weather and such. Sounds great. Have a good one, guys. You too. you too. That was Jennifer with a check of weather. What a great lady. Yeah. So very exciting that uh, Christmas is only 263 days away. Who knew? Well, Jennifer did, I guess. That makes more sense. Looking for a great time or something to do this Friday you got to check out Uga Brewing Company downtown Ooh. Beaver Dam. They have a great location. I mean, that spot used to be an old car garage, right? They used to yeah, do Yeah, like an old like, car uh, mechanic. Yeah, uh, which is awesome. I think they also sold cars like across the street in the lot there or something. But uh, yeah, yeah. now uh, makes fine brews. And if you need a recommendation for one, the Jala Jalapeno uh, is amazing. Yes. And not spicy. And it's not overpowering taste of jalapeno. It's actually very refreshing. Probably a really good spring flavor. Right. That does sound like a really nice like transitional spring beer to enjoy. And they brew their own beer. They have quite the assortment. They also have guest beers, but it's amazing how many beers they on tap. They have like at least 15. Yeah. So something for everybody, really, they is really what it boils do. down to. And this is such a great time of the year, especially with uh, seeing this weather kind of opening up a bit more. They open up the garage doors yeah. that they have there, and everybody, they get tables out there, and usually musical acts. And it's such a fun little district in itself, because you got the, the uh, Best Damn Chicken right across the streets, right. and you have that lot that you mentioned that you can also co-mingle in. Yeah, absolutely. It's a nice little uh, get-together spot. And it's kind of cool that like if you have friends or family coming to the Beaver Dam area, and you say like, "Hey, let's let's get outside and do something outside and, yeah. and enjoy you know some time together." It's just another venue you can go to, sit outside, enjoy a brew, you know, tip back some suds and have a good time. It's a brewery, like it's a perfect spot to visit in Wisconsin. Absolutely. I mean, we don't need museums; we have breweries. So. Exactly. And Uga in Beaver Dam is by far one of the best. Check Ooga. it out yourself. You can also find them out online or on Facebook. News time's 835. We're heading back to the Daily Dodge News Center for a check of news with the News Ninja. Two incumbent Dodge County Board Supervisors were unseated yesterday. Donald Hilgendorf was defeated by Jeff Breslow and Michael Butler bested incumbent Dick Fink. Incumbents winning re-election include Ed Benter, Nancy Cavazanjan, Andrew Johnson, Larry Bischoff, Jeff Kane, Dennis Schmidt, Haley Kenevin, and Kevin Burnett. In county board races with no incumbents, the winners were Jody Steger and Paul Conway. 
Voters in the Marquesan School District approved a $4 million school funding referendum over four years for operations, while the $12 million facilities referendum in the Hartford Union High School District was defeated by a wide margin. In the city of Juneau, incumbent alderman John Schuster secured another term over challenger Jim Runge. On the Watertown City Council, Fred Smith bested incumbent Cassandra Wagner, while incumbent Bob Wetzel survived a challenge. Voter turnout in Dodge County was at 23%. County Clerk Karen Gibson says there were nearly 12,000 ballots cast out of a total of almost 50,000 registered voters. And another avian influenza infection has been confirmed in a flock of backyard chickens in Rock County. Investigators say they killed all 22 birds to try and contain the outbreak. State agents also killed more than 2.7 million chickens from a commercial farm in Jefferson County, where the first recent case was found. The bird flu has since turned up in several wild birds around Wisconsin. I'm Justin Wilski reporting from the Daily Dodge News Center. So earlier we mentioned, like, if I had the ability to change my name, I might choose Sherlock. And Mm -hmm. I think that was in part because I saw this headline earlier today, and I'm really excited for it. But the Sherlock franchise with Robert Downey Mm -hmm. Jr. is reportedly expanding with two new series in early development at HBO Max. And Robert Downey Jr., Mm -hmm. who has his own production company, I did not know, Team Downey is working on both projects. That is phenomenal. I know there was supposed to be a Sherlock Holmes 3. Yes, yes. But uh, filming obligations, unfortunately, kept uh, Robert Downey Jr. with Marvel and doing all the stuff with Marvel. So he was unable to Is that still so. in the works? I believe it is still in the works, although my understanding is that Guy Ritchie is no longer helmed oh. to direct. Um, and hmm. I forget who they've got potentially directing it now. Um, I'm sure I could look that up. It doesn't look like uh, like Guy Ritchie's going to be working in these uh, series at all. And there's no word yet of who is going to play the uh, titular role of uh, Sherlock. It might be Downey, but he might want to pass it to someone else. I mean, he might, uh, although I think he could still pull it off without too much of a problem. Oh, easily. Um, the new director they've got listed on there right now is Dexter Fletcher. Um, which he has been known for most recently, uh, Rocket Man. Okay, yeah. Uh, and Eddie the Eagle, Bohemian Rhapsody. So he's definitely done some bigger titles. He's done a lot of biopics. Absolutely. Um, I mean, he. Let's see here. If I bring up the rest of his stuff here. Hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of biopics. But um, huh. you know, I think I think with. Uh, He's got some good uh, camera sense and scene sense, so yeah. I think it'll probably do a pretty good job. Um, as long as he can keep some of those action sequences feeling fresh and moving, it should work out just fine. Yeah. I, I got to say, Sherlock, uh, both one and uh, The Game of Shadows, that's another series of movies which is like, you know, I can acknowledge that they're not the greatest movies, but I really like them personally. Yeah, they absolutely do a great job, and I personally think that... Uh, you know, it's one of those where Robert Downey Jr. does a great does a great job as Sherlock, but it's part of it is because he plays so well with Jude Law as mm. his Watson. Yes. So, yeah. And that, that frenetic energy of Downey is is just perfect for the role. Mm-hmm. Although I gotta say, Benedict Cumberbatch also an excellent Sherlock. Yes, yes. But then again, he's got a great Watson to back him up because him by himself is great. Yes. But you need a little yeah. bit more. You need that extra. You need that that grounding factor. And he definitely has it. Definitely does. Well, we're going to get a check of history coming up in just a little bit here on the show. That is the morning show. 
Time for today's day in history. We are making history here, people. We're making history. You are on the wrong side of history, my friend. You guys ready to make history? On the 95X Morning Show. It is time for a little history in our cup of coffee that is life for April 6th. Great celebrity birthday list so far. Yeah. Who we got? I mean, it's not like any other celebrities are going to be born today, but... Uh, well, you never know. Future celebrities are waiting to happen. They could happen. Well, our earliest event today is in 648 BCE, the earliest solar eclipse recorded by the ancient Greeks. Oh, hey. That's pretty cool. That'd be... I, I always wonder what that'd be like being born 2,000 years ago, like seeing a solar eclipse, not knowing anything about the science or celestial bodies, like what that would have felt like. Hmm. No. Well, I it makes me think of I, don't, I can't remember what movie it is it, if it was a animated movie or not but where they're like no it's not evil spirits it's rain fine try and kill it hmm I'm not familiar with that scene at all but, you know. I gotta look it up Oscar Wilde was arrested today in 1895 later found guilty of being a homosexual and sentenced to two years of hard labor what a barbaric time that was and that was the victorian era which even though they dressed up fancy and wore corsets man they were they were kind of savage in their own way well hostess twinkie snack cakes were invented today at the continental baking company in chicago in 1930 nice i found out what it's from oh the clerk's cartoon Oh, Clerks made a cartoon? They did. It was very short-lived, but uh, yes. I, I think I have it on DVD if you want to borrow it. Ooh, wow. But uh, huh. yes, there's a segment where somebody says, no, it's not evil spirits, it's rain, rain, fine, try and kill it, as he's talking to like, the last civilized or uncivilized tribe in like the world or something. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Trolley cars sadly ended service in New York City in 1957. Aw. That is sad. They got a lot of charm. They should have at least one going. Just one red trolley. Turn it into a mobile trolley car like food cart. <gasps> yes. That seems like With a, a really set good path idea. around the city. That sounds like a that's a great yeah. idea. Oh my gosh. Public transportation is one thing, but public food trucks? Yes. Totally. And uh finally, Waterloo won the Eurovision Song Contest for Sweden 1974. <laughs> ABBA went on to pop music success for much of the nineteen seventies and then kind of fell off the radar. And came back with an album that I guess is Okay. I, I don't know. I haven't heard the newest stuff, but... Uh, it's, it's, it's it's ABBA. It's hard not to hear the word Waterloo and not hear it play in your head. Yeah, and think of a of a Napoleon kind of galloping around them like a donkey or something <laughs> in the middle of the battlefield. Hand in his shirt, apparently. Yeah, right. That was creepy. Celebrity birthday list. Peyton List is uh, top of the list. 24, she's Tori on Cobra Kai. And before that, she was Emma Ross on Disney's Jesse. Uh, Zach Braff, JD on Scrubs, is 47 today. Funny guy. Candace Cameron, who is DJ Tanner on Full House and Fuller House, is 46. Oh, hey. Congrats. Paul Rudd is Ant-Man and is 53 today. That guy doesn't age. No, he doesn't. I mean, he looks amazing. Even in those Seth Rogen uh, potato chip commercials. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Michael Rooker. Yandu, the alien mercenary who raised Chris Pratt, Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, Merle Dixon in Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. uh, he is 67. Great actor. He is, uh, yeah, he has a role in Mississippi Burning, where he plays like this racist guy in a small town, mm -hmm. and he is just 
Oh man, he is savage. He is. He gets into every role he does, which is phenomenal. He's very intense, and it's amazing. Like if you were to pair that up and immediately follow it up with "I'm Mary Poppins, y'all," you're like, "Is the same guy?" What? What? Really? He was in the Mary Poppins remake. No, that's one of his lines. From oh, the that's Guardians okay. Of the yeah, that's right. Come on, Thomas. Keep I up. I can't say you're too fast for me, man. Too fast. John Ratzenberger is 75. Now, he's probably known best as Cliff Clavin mm-hmm. in Cheers, but he has done so much voice work. He was yes. in Star Wars. He was Ham the Piggy Bank in Toy Story. Uh, man, he did a lot of work for Pixar. Oh, yeah. He was in uh, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo. He's the underminer in The Incredibles. He's a waiter in Ratatouille. I think, doesn't he have the distinction of having done a voice in, like, every Pixar movie? It it looks that way. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, he's in Inside Out, Finding Dory, Coco, Soul, Onward. That's yeah, so cool. And finally, speaking of Star Wars, we're celebrating the birthday of Lando Calrissian today. Yes. Billy D. Williams is 85. I don't know what else he did besides Star Wars, but uh, I mean, what else is there to do, really? Yeah, I mean, that's all that you need. Once you play Lando, you've done every role possible, and man. the Literally the most suave individual in the entire galaxy. Oh, by far. Yeah. yeah. I have yet to see the solo movie where he's played by Childish Gambino. He actually did a really Danny good job. Gilbert. Yeah. So, uh... I, I could see him continuing that role if they were to do any more movies in that uh, earlier extended universe. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Okay, we're going to wrap up here. I've got our kick into classic coming up next, and then we can say any final words or thoughts or whatever else we need to expunge from our bodies. Yeah. Well, we are wrapping things up here on the uh, morning show. I, first off, i got to say thank you so much for spending so much time today. It's been a real... Yeah, we've had a lot of fun. Bonding moments. Yeah. Fun. That's the right word for that it. That is the right word for fun. it. Fun. And that's exactly what's going to be happening at the Whip Around when they're live on location at the Nancy Zeman Sewing Studio, 120 Front Street, downtown Beaver Dam, from noon until 1. And uh, Sherry will be with Amy and with zero sewing experience will attempt to sew a skirt live during the Whip Around. Cannot wait to see that's what it looks exciting. like. Probably going to be on a, a video from what we know so far. Yeah. And, and I, I will put this out there right now. If she sews it, and she sews it for her size, I hope she wears it. Yes. If she happens to sew it for my size, I will wear it Monday. Okay. And likewise, if she sews it and I can fit into it, I'll gladly wear that skirt. I'll say the one that you could wear yeah. not be the one that I could wear. I think there's a size There's going to be a there. little bit of a yeah. difference. But, uh, yeah. A couple dozen inches. And it, it's all in big preparation for this sewing event they have going on this weekend. Uh, free event Friday from 1 to 2 and Saturday from 9 to 10. And again at 1 to 2. You can meet the Stitch It sisters. They're so fun. They are really fun. They were here recording their commercial and they are just laughing and giggling and smiling the whole time. And tell they just have a lot of fun together. So, oh, yeah. yeah. They were here for community comment. Yeah. You can listen back to that on dailydodge.com, get a taste. But if you have no experience, lots of experience, always something to learn with the Stitch It sisters. Mm-hmm. And with that, we will get to our kick in the classic for this morning. Now, we are celebrating a uh, Joni Mitchell today. Back mm. in 2000, there was an all-star tribute to Joni Mitchell held at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. Elton John, Brian Adams, Sean Cloven, James Taylor, Sidney Lauper, Richard Thompson, K.D. Lang, and Mary Chapin Carpenter were all present. What paying, a list of names. Paying homage to the great Joni Mitchell. And 
We're going to do that right now with uh, the Counting Crows and their 2002 album Hard Candy. They did a lovely cover of Joni Mitchell's Big Yellow Taxi. So, of wow. course, paying tribute to Joni Mitchell with, uh, yeah, Big Yellow Taxi. <laughs> 